Hello, I'm Tori Archbold. For two decades, I've nurtured the world's top performing retail brands and celebrities. Now I'm asking entrepreneurs, CEOs and influencers to share their own secrets to success, their highs, their lows, their game-changing moments and how they got to where they are today. It's a podcast equivalent of opening the best little black book of contacts ever. If this resonates with you and you're ready to step outside of your comfort zone and into your power zone, I invite you to join my exclusive community via our website, powerful-steps.com. Today's Powerful Stories guest is the lovely Julia Tink. Now, she is an ex-publicist, as am I, and I wanted to deep dive because we have a lot of people that write in and ask, how do I create my own powerful brand? And a lot of people say, it's so easy for you. You were a publicist for such a long time, but I'm here to say it's not easy for anyone until you do the work on yourself from the inside out, which I always believe is understanding your own story, the good, the bad and the ugly, to find the patterns, to find what is newsworthy. And when we talk about newsworthy, paying forward your knowledge to others. So we're going to deep dive on this topic today. Welcome, Julia. Thank you so much for having me. Where did your PR career start? How did you get your big break? So I, again, I wanted to do PR for a long time. So even in high school and my school holidays, I'd go volunteer like at firms and then do two weeks here and there just to get my knowledge. Like I was hungry. I've always been a very ambitious individual. So whoever I could get my hands into, whoever I could meet, I did everything. I initially started my career doing a PR modelling agency and, again, I kind of wore multi-hats and that's where I cut my teeth on small business. When I was running that business, I was also studying my PR degree full-time as well. So I literally had no holidays, no life. If I wasn't at work, I was at uni. If I wasn't uni, I was at work. And I loved it because it kind of really cut, like I said, cut my teeth on small business and showed me an array of different areas. But that job wasn't specifically PR. So I wanted, I had a great kind of base skill set, but I really wanted to move into a proper PR role. So my first break came when I was actually doing one of my promotional events and I met the former PR manager at the Victoria Racing Club. Oh no, I'm looking for someone. You should come. I said, great. I wanted to work there. And she was doing lifestyle PR, which was absolutely kind of right up my alley. I had an interview with her and then literally within two weeks I was working there and I loved it. So again, we were doing fashions on the field, like it was huge chaotic hours and I loved it. I had a great base from from working in that uh, promotional agency and I had a lot of skills that I had like honed over that time, but I was able to apply that and then obviously build on that whole PR aspect and building my media connections and, you know, how to pitch and follow up and do all those things I really learned at that big event. And then from there, like I progressed really quickly, but because I had worked really hard on my base. So at 25, I was running, I ended up running the lifestyle PR for the Victoria Racing Club. So I was very young, but I'd worked really hard to get there. And then my career just kind of bounced from there. What did you learn from working with people? Because I started my career and I don't think I've confessed this on the podcast before, but as a promotional model as well, yes. way back when I was 17, 18, and I remember it was the power of the people. And what I really loved about working in promotions was connecting with other people and hearing their stories, understanding the power of their stories, but how those stories connected to a brand. Now you ended up working for Channel 9, which yep. is one of the top entertainment companies in Australia. Mm-hmm. Talent and stories. Back in the day, and I know because I worked with Viacom, you know, MTV Networks, Nickelodeon, Showtime, I know that the stories that people told publicly in those days 
were fabricated. (laughs) They wanted the glossy version and they were afraid to deep dive and actually share the challenges that were going on because they believed it would hurt their reputation. Absolutely. So you went from sharing the glossy sides of the stories, Mm -hmm. but what would you do differently knowing that the gloss does not work with people and brands anymore? Look, even when I was there, I subscribed to the honesty policy. So we certainly had some incidences with, with some talent, I won't say their names. And I think how they wanted to be perceived versus, again, we had one shoot where this person was very, very difficult. And I had to say to her, listen, you can't kind of behave like this. You also can't betray one image of yourself and then ask behind closed doors to have another. So if you're like, you know, all about body confidence and this and the other, you can't be asking someone to Photoshop you to a size eight because what you're saying and then what you're living, they don't connect. And I remember not only did she have to call and apologise for her behaviour, but she was like, am I really like that? But it was great because we had her. And I was like this, yes, you need to think about this because what you put out there, you can't be, like I said, you can't do one thing and say the other. It's totally inauthentic. And even when things went bad for people, so of course we're, de- we're dealing with personal dramas that happen as well. And then I was always like, just you need to be calm. If they know about it, we need to address it. And if we can do it like honestly, we can then control the narrative better. If you deny it and you do this, you're just putting fuel onto the fire. So I took a, probably a different approach with people because I just believe if you are honest and upfront, people will be more tolerant and they'll understand it and you can just sail on through. So I think the biggest issue right now is that people feel judged if they come out and share what's really going on. And I always say that we are our own media content yes. simply because, you know, LinkedIn has over a billion people per month. There's Instagram stories, which are like trillions of people tuning in every day. There's TikTok, there's everything. You can narrate your own story. And what we're saying is sink into the authenticity of who you are and the power of who you are yep. versus the glossy misdemeanor, right? Because it always unravels, it always comes down. How hard is it when you feel judged, but you want to tell the truth? For me personally, when you're representing people versus you. I know it's easy for you. It's easy for me as well because I own who I am. Yes. So, yeah, when it comes to me, I'm happy to lay it all bare. I've got nothing to hide. And part of when we talk about building my own personal brand is that I lay it all out. When business is going great, when it's not, the hard times, when I've been caught up in court, all this type of stuff, because that's what building a business is really is. Like if you think this Rome wasn't built in a day and I think people love to look and be like, oh my God, she's so successful. But it took 20 years of, of heartbreaking work for that person to get there. It's just that you're seeing the top end, you know, the, the glossy part. But underneath that is so much hard work, so much sacrifice, so many sleepless nights. So I'm happy to share all of that. I've got no problems with that because that's the reality of what this is. And it's good, it's hard, it's challenging, there are wins, there's highs, there are lows. That is what it is. And so I think people can connect to me on that level because I'm not trying to pretend to be something I'm not. You know, what you see with me is what you get. Whether you meet me in person, where you see me on social, that is it. I get with people these days, it's a lot harder because there is so much judgment. Certainly if, if you're a, a really big public figure, you know, we've got the whole cancel culture now. No one's that forgiving. So they just kind of come at you with the jugular. It's very different. Obviously we didn't have, social media wasn't so big when I was a TV publicist. It really, we had Facebook, but it, it's not like it is now where you have one slip up and you are absolutely crucified for it. But again, it's making sure You've got to own those mistakes and you have to be upfront about it. But the other thing is you will never please everyone. 
and you're not here to. I can be a polarising character. Some people really like me. Others might think I'm quite dominating or I'm quite a strong personality, and I am, but I make no apologies for that because that's who I am. I'm not here to please everyone, and you shouldn't be either. So it's okay to not be liked by other people. That's on them. You just do you. Stay in your lane because everyone else's lane is taken. Yes. I think like people are, and also too, like you know, I feel sad for people these days because they're looking and they, it's all about validation. Like I'm not worth anything if people aren't liking me. But who gives a shit if a stranger likes what you're wearing or they don't? What does that honestly mean? What impact? Are they there for you when the chips are down? I mean, they're, they're not. It's just, it's absolutely kind of fake. There's nothing in there. But we're putting so much emphasis on that got to be about that personal connection. It's got to be about people championing you and, and raising you up, calling you and saying, how are you? But it's sad. I don't want to, I don't, I found it sad that we're losing that. Mm, so what you're basically saying is when you're doing your own PR, it's okay to be you. Absolutely. And it's okay to share everything that's going on because you want to take people on a journey, which is what I always say to people in our programs and listening to the podcast. I always say when you take people on the journey, it's like a product or a service. Only you are the product or service. So if I had to switch it around and say, okay, well, I'm running from ego versus heart. It's really hard to disassociate if you're running from ego. But if you're running from heart and you're just authentic and you're standing in your truth, it's really easy to navigate through social media. But also if you see yourself as a brand, when you face those challenges, when you're putting yourself out there to build a business Mm. and something happens, I always refer to my brand as Zara because I love it. We launched it in Australia. And you know, it was one of the most successful retail launches out here. But they set the pace and the examples. So if something goes on in my life, I go, okay, well, just what would Zara do? I switch my thinking and I sit into it. It's like they would communicate what the problem is. Absolutely. They are agile. They would actually find a solution, but mm-hmm. they're very people first. They're very customer centric. So any challenge that I come up against is like a 45 second, okay, here's the challenge. Here's the solution I'm propelling forward because I see myself as you do as well with your brand with St. Ramio is you are the media spokesperson, whatever you put out there, whether it's Twitter, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever, that is actually a voice of the media. Mm -hmm. And that is the power of who you are and what you're building. Absolutely. And it's also there. Like once you put it out there, it's there. Like there's no kind of going back. So you've got to really own what you say. And like I said, if you just be who you are, people will like that and they will respect that. And I've always been like, when people just give you truth and transparency and honesty, sometimes it might not be good. It's like in business. Don't sugarcoat it. Just tell me how it is. I can deal with it if you tell me what it is. So if someone's struggling right now to actually come out and they've got a challenge, but they don't know how to communicate it, what would you recommend for them to do? We can hide or we can kind of shy away from it. But the more you push it down, the more it's coming back up. And every time it's going to come up, it's going to be worse. You just have to take a deep breath and you just have to say it. And I understand, like, I can be a confrontational person. Like, I'm not shy to have a hard conversation with someone if I have to. And I know for others, like my husband, that's very confronting for him. He does not like that. But sometimes the only way to push forward or to have a conversation or to get to that happy place or find that great outcome is to sometimes sit in that uncomfortable space and just be really upfront and raw about it. And like at the end of the day, you have to look in the mirror and love who you see back. That is all that matters. And so like when I look in the mirror, I need to look back and say, you know what, Julia, you're a great person. 
Not everyone likes you, but I don't really care about that. As long as I like me, that's all that matters. There'll be, might be your family and I get that those things can be really hard. You've got to love you. I love that because I always believe that the happy heart is a magnet for miracles and you've got to love yourself from the inside out. Absolutely. Now, we're talking about husbands here because you and I both work with our husbands and my husband has never been a big communicator on social media. Mm -hmm. In fact, when we first started dating, I really went down a rabbit hole to try and find his Instagram account. (laughs) I love it. The stalk. (laughs) I was literally doing the stalk. I wanted to know more about who he was and what made him tick, right? Yes. But recently he's really felt empowered to step out of his shell and to really communicate clearly because I feel that going from corporate into entrepreneurial, working with your wife, people have questions, right? Mm -hmm. And when you see yourself as like the media and the conduit, what do you do? Now, he wrote this post yesterday, which has gone viral, and he asked three or four questions around what people really wanted to know, but they were too afraid to ask him. Yes. Which I thought was really ballsy. I and it was it. like, can people who live together work together? Thinking of joining your partner in business, what's it like? And will it destroy your love for each other or will it make it stronger? Now, by actually coming forward and answering the questions himself, mm-hmm. he's actually building the narrative and the narrative is his story, not other people's opinions. Great. Or what they think. Correct. How important is it to address what people are thinking and how often should you do it? If people have questions, I mean, there's nothing to hide. So be front facing and and say it as it is. So I just think if, if you're seeing people wanting to know about you, then absolutely give them the information that they want. What's good for you? is not always going to be good for someone else. So you obviously have to take the advice in and then, you know, assess that for your life. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. But I just think you just, I'm for owning everything. If someone wants to ask questions, let them ask. If if they're not or you've got something that you want to say, because everyone's got something of value to give. And that's the other thing. Your voice matters. So, like, when I'm in Rwanda with the coffee growers, even for them, I'm like, your voice matters. And I'm here to give you that voice. I'm using mine to give you yours, to help you find yours, because what you have to say matters. So for anyone, you all have something to give. So don't be shy about putting it forward. You have something great to give in this life. So put it out there. And like I said, some people are going to love it and it's going to resonate with it. Some people might not, but that's okay because you just do you. Mm. I think it's important that you do you. And also if you're in a corporate leadership role and you're listening right now and you're going through a challenge or you're trying to navigate something, don't be afraid to actually put it online. And I think there's a great example, and I share it in my book, Self-Belief is Your Superpower, of this really amazing managing director of a Southeast Asian luxury company that when I worked with him to launch some of the biggest brands in the world in our region, he was always a guy that was in the suit and delegating and all the rest of it. And so I saw this very polished version of him, right? But then during COVID, he had a big cancer scare. His stomach Mm. was cut open. He took his shirt off on LinkedIn and showed all the scars. And I was like, what? Like, where's this come from? I was glued to his personal journey that he shared, right? Because he became a, because he showed himself as a person. And vulnerability. Yes. Instead of just being the corporate head, Mm -hmm. that is like a bit scary, but I don't know much about them. All of a sudden he became himself a person. He did. And I never knew any CEO that I'd worked with that had actually taken their shirt off on LinkedIn. I I mean, it was crazy. I literally kept checking in, just seeing what he was up to. And I was following his journey, following his journey. 
And I could see that he was going through this spiritual awakening because by the time they were then relaunching a massive concept for Adidas in Southeast Asia, he came back in the suit, as I remember him originally, (laughs) but he said, thanks to my team, I'm here. I made it. That's amazing. Yeah, but now the narrative has softened for him because he showed that vulnerability and now he's talking about, you know, donating organs to other people and it's like he had this flip because he had to actually give himself permission to be vulnerable, to take people on the journey. But I believe it made him a better leader. Yeah, of course it did because he showed people who he was and then they can relate to that. And there's so much respect and admiration that goes with that. So all of a sudden you've got a leader who who was probably great at his job, clearly, but, you know, kind of unattainable. It's almost like putting their hand out to you saying, well, I'm one of you. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like I can relate to that. It's so powerful. Like I said, that human connection, whether you're the CEO, whether you're the intern, it doesn't matter. People want to connect with people and we respect that. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And share the journey. I think it's really important to share the journey and you don't need to be online all the time, but you do, especially if you're a leader or you're an entrepreneur, I do believe it's important to take people along with the ride. Yes, they want to grow with you. Like I want the people who follow St. Remy to grow with us. And it's amazing. I get DMs all the time. I had one today. She's like, oh, hey, I'm launching this business. And, you know, I really would love your advice. And I'm really like, it it means a lot to me. I was like, wow, it means like you're kind of, you're watching me, but you're respecting my journey too. And if I can help you, of course I'm going to. That's amazing. Like I love receiving those messages because I love to support others too. Like I said, there's enough for everyone. And I think sometimes people get jealous or they cut others down. I don't want to do that. Like let's all win together. Whatever your business is, like I'm here for it. It's great. Just Go for we it. We need more of Julia. Pay it forward <laughs> and don't be afraid to step up and share the power of your story. Yeah, every, it's a, there's enough success for everyone and we love those people and they're also giving up and making sacrifices. Let's support them. It's great. Like I know how much it means to me when, when someone buys my coffee online. I'm like, or I see someone in the supermarket and they're buying it. Like, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, thank you so much. Or someone comes and asks us to do a collaboration. I'm like, again, thank you. So I'm almost crying. So I'm like, thank you for believing in me because I believe in others. And all of a sudden you're, you're saying to me that you believe in me. And it's, it means so much. Mm. Will never, that will never change me. I don't care how big this company gets. If I see someone walking down the street with a takeaway car St. Remo, I almost cry. I'm like, oh my God, that's just amazing. Mm. And feedback is important because I think when you show up on social media and so often people look, but they don't touch. And I do think in particular for males as well, you know, they take a lot of stuff in, but they don't necessarily (laughs) communicate it. Um, And I know I've been at a party before and I remember this guy came up to me and he said, oh my gosh, I love your podcast. I said, really? You listen to my podcast? He goes, I've listened to every episode, but the first one was my favourite. Now, a lot of people don't review things or they don't give feedback, but they're taking it in. So just know that when you're showing up, it's not about the likes and the engagement. It's about the impact and the value. Absolutely. To pay your knowledge forward. Absolutely. That's going to allow you to have a standout brand. So thank you for this Power Chat today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for being here with me today. I trust that you enjoyed listening to yet another powerful story. Sometimes we can forget just how incredible we are as women and how important it is to support each other. I'd love for you to take a moment to review the podcast and help support the show. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and share it across your social media. Be sure to tag me so that I can give you a shout out too. 
I'm a true believer of women supporting women, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Much love, Tori.